all this stuff, yeah, it's, we're ready for it. The city's grown up. Yeah, I think so, yeah. It's a pretty sophisticated city these days. You know, it's, pretty good. it's a pretty easy place to live. This is the Orange Podcast. Conversations with Orange City Council for the local community. Welcome back to the Orange Podcast for another week. Uh, my weekly chats with the amazing staff and councillors of Orange City Council. Today I have with me an old mate, Nick Redmond, who is now the Acting Director of Corporate and Commercial Services, and we're going to chat about the future of the City of Orange. So, Nick, Council has had a plan in mind to upgrade the CBD for a while, but the, the Future City Project report to Council, which goes up next week, is much bigger than that, isn't it? And what exactly are we talking about here with the Future City Project? Yeah, you're right. We've been talking about it for a while now and been working on it for more than a year. So the last time we had did anything sort of significant in the CBD was close to 30 years ago. So anyone who lives here will see that it's looking a bit tired and needs a, a bit of a lift. Um, this time around, we're sort of doing it a little differently. Rather than just say, okay, we're going to change tiles and lighting and everything else, we've sort of broken it up into some precincts. So the cultural precinct around the council chamber, the sort of a institutional precinct being created around TAFE and where the new DPI is. Yep. So we're looking about how they all interact together. And I guess an important part of it is we want people to spend more time in the CBD, you know, living in the CBD as well as just coming in here to do their shopping and and if we create some other activities in here other than just shopping, then the retail will get a boost from that by having more people in here at the same time. Yeah, agreed. I mean, why does council want to look at changes and improvements citywide rather than just sort of narrowing in on a few minor changes? Why, why is it important to go bigger? Yeah, we looked we looked initially at like everyone thinks CBD and they think that Summer Street strip, you know, that sort of retail core around the, around the big shopping centres. Yep. Then we thought, well... The DPI gives an opportunity and there's going to be sort of a 1,000 people in at the new DPI. So a really important part of that being established there is to try and make the routes into the city for those 1,000 staff so they can, you know, and you might do it by lighting or improved footpaths. Mm-hmm. So they actually spend time in the CBD as part of their working day. So they'll easily walk in and out of the CBD. They spend money, they shop, they, you know, they might use Robinson Park. They might you know, move around the city differently because it's just, it's quite a, st- a static sort of east-west sort of strip now. So we want to try and yep. make it a bit more, a bit, a bit more active across a bigger precinct. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I understand there are 106 different projects on our books. What's what's your favourite? Oh, there's a couple. Um, I really like the idea, the sort of, the, the precinct, the, the area we're looking at is sort of bounded by the DPI, the current DPI to the east sort of Hill Street to the west, the new DPI to the north and um, Wade Park to the south. And I really like, there's sort of a couple of precincts that run down McNamara Lane and McNamara Street, sort of linking um, the Civic Centre and that sort of cultural precinct through to Wade Park. And some of the ideas we're talking about there is sort of having bike paths and maybe little parklets and different lighting and trees. And once you, once you start to do that, you're in you encourage a different type of retail. It might be, it might be little bars. It might be, you know, we can um, have days where we close off a street, um, and it's just you turn into a little market for a day. It might be that we have um, sort of mobile garden beds that you just lift out with a forklift and put them across the end of a street rather than an ugly sort of, you know, black and white striped sign. Yeah, or, you know, or bollards. Be, yeah. yeah, electric bollards that pop up out of the ground and you know, close off a street. So it gets done all over the world. 
and I think there's more opportunities for us to do it. I know in Mex- Mexico City, they have the grand promenade, you know, one of the biggest cities yeah. in the world. They, have, they close off the street every Sunday and people walk up and down, ride push bikes. So I think we can do it in Orange if they can close down, you know, one of the biggest cities in the world. Look, it's pretty exciting. I really do feel like Orange is growing up. Uh, but, you know, you've reminded me that that upgrade is probably long overdue. I, I love the city as you do, but it probably is 30 years since we've really yeah. had a, a comb through it. And I, for one, am excited about it. So thanks for coming in and talking to us about it. No problem. And I guess it's time to hand over to our CEO, Dave Woodell, for his weekly wrap. Great. Thanks. Thanks, Nick. Well, that was good to hear from Nick. Certainly a lot happening around the traps. Nick's description of the Future City um, project is very exciting. There's a sort of feeling at the moment, I find, um, on these beautiful days in Orange that with COVID lifting, we've got a big ambitious budget to build things. We've got various building projects finishing up and things like the Future City project coming forward. Feeling that um, we're on the cusp of a, a really good period in Orange. It's nice to see. We're trying to work out as an executive what we open next week, by the way. We've got instructions soon on library, gallery, museum and the indoor pool. Cross your fingers, COVID doesn't turn up with the multiple tourists that we're expecting to get on the long weekend. Anyway, I hope you have a great week. Talk to you soon.